you've been seeking answers from every dermatologist, doctor, and all over the internet wondering what on earth this unbearable skin issue is. You know something's up, and you've been suffering and silenced for far too long. This podcast is going to bring awareness to the brutal reality that is topical steroid addiction and withdrawal syndrome. It will give you practical mental and physical tips to help you along your journey and provide you the strength you need to push through each day. You'll hear from real people battling this illness, as well as experts in the field, and I'm also going to share with you what's happening as I battle and conquer TSW. You are not alone, you're not crazy, and you will heal. If there's one thing I know, it's that anyone going through this hell is a warrior. My name is Jennifer Powers, and I welcome you to TSW Journey to Healing. Okay, we are here with Sandra. Sandra is from Ireland. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Awesome. Well, I just want to welcome you to the show TSW Journey to Healing. It's such a an excitement for me to have you on this show. And we're going to get into it and talk all things healing. And in particular, want to talk about the aloe plant. But before we do that, uh, I want to thank you so much for being here. And I wanted you to have the opportunity to give a quick little background on yourself and share that with the listeners. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very grateful to be part of this journey because I believe that sharing about it, it's, it's very important to make people aware. Um, so more or less about myself. Well, I'm from Ireland. I am 22 years old. Um, I'm actually currently between changing jobs because of steroid withdrawal. I have to leave my previous previous job, unfortunately. Um, but more or less, I was taking steroids last year. I had a little bit of a flare up on my wrist. Um, I think it could have been because of the Apple Watch. So I had a little bit of an infection. I went to the doctors. They gave me steroids. Um, after 10 days of steroids, it got worse. It started spreading kind of uh, on my arm. Then I went to doctors again. They gave me more steroids. After that, it started spreading again. Um, so after that, it kind of started affecting my eyes. My eyes started swelling up. Um, I got um, also steroids in a cream for the eyes, which I actually, I didn't know what it was steroids within like the cream. Um, I was using that on my eyes as well for a few days. So that, that really destroyed the whole healing process of my face. Um, was also put on Protopic, um, which didn't help me at all. It actually made me worse. It really burned me out. So that was more or less my journey. I think I stopped taking steroids in around June, July period. Uh, from June, July up until November, everything was fine. Like I was getting flare ups every now and then, but it, it was nothing major. Like I could sleep, I could do activities um, I could I could actually really, you know, um, live properly and then from around November time that's when the the real issue started so first of all I remember the flares just started getting worse I was scratching so much that I was bleeding every single night and um, I started getting the the hot and cold sweats so that was a lot um, it was like the, the swelling of the whole skin like from from my waist technically up to my head uh, what else was there? The oozing, the smell, like a smell of a wet dog. Uh, every single night sweating so bad. I had to change clothes every few nights. Uh, sorry, every few times during the night. Um, 
So that was what happened. So from December, November time up until now, I've healed a lot. So right now I'm able to kind of function. However, whenever I'm still around things like dust or perfume or animals, I flare up. Um, like I was cleaning my car today and I, I can feel my itchiness coming back, but I just wash myself and hopefully you'll get better. So that's more or less my journey up until now. And um, do you want me to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So did, when you, just to be clear, so you're talking yeah. in July and then November, you're talking about 2021. So just like a few months ago, like, yes, last, okay. 2021. Yes. Yeah. So like I had a, I didn't actually know what steroid all was up until this year because I started going to the doctors back and front and they were like, it's eczema, it's a topic dermatitis, it's your allergies. I actually got allergy tests done and mm-hmm. I like it came out that I'm reacting to nearly everything, you know. But yeah. then when I thought about it, I was like, this is not really correct the way that they did allergy tests on me right now when my immune system is so weak because of course it's possible that my allergies will come out now more than if I was healthy so so I was like thinking about it logically that if I am fully cured and if I go for an allergy test I don't think I will have any allergies because you know I've always been around animals always been around carpets perfume and never reacted up until now yeah um, so I feel like this is also like a very big symptom of steroid oil that people maybe don't even like notice that that makes you the most itchy and as well as that food. Um, of course, dairy, sugar, salt. Yeah, very, very bad. Um, so just talking about a little bit about aloe vera plants. So my mom actually gave me an aloe vera plant, I think in around January, February time. Mm-hmm. so I was um well actually no the journey started differently <laughs> so I was on a holiday in Tenerife in November um very very intense holiday I was swelling up every single day I couldn't sleep couldn't oh no yeah I know it was very sad <laughs> but it is what it is um so I remember on my last day I was in a restaurant um I think it was in a restaurant yeah or in, in even in the airport and this lady walked up to me and she was like I want to talk to you. And I was like, kind of like, Ooh, like, okay. <laughs> I, I have no idea what's going on. And she just looked at my face and she was like, if I was you, I would try aloe vera because Tenerife, they were selling uh, aloe vera plants in the airport. And um, so she was like, how long are you here? If you're here for a long time, get it here. If you're going back home, like buy it in the airport. And she actually showed me her ear and she had like flares in her ear. Um, and she said to me that when when she was flaring up a lot, like her skin was like falling off, she used that and it helped her a lot. So after that situation, I got the gels. So I was using the aloe vera 100% natural gels for around a month's time. Um, I don't think they did much to me, to be honest. And I think I could have been in a very, very bad stage of steroid withdrawal back then because uh, it was really, really intense. Uh, but then in January, February, my mom, uh, 2022, my mom gave me the aloe vera plant. And ever since that, I've been kind of just ripping off the, the leaf and clearing off the yellow part of it and then just applying the gel onto my skin. Uh, on my face on my arms and just rubbing it in and it just it helped the itchiness it helped the burning Um, I realized like ever since February technically my redness has gone down I have no more scars Um, the skin isn't as as tough like as it used to be I still have flares of course I still have skin that that peels off 
um but my 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 skin is going back to normal you know and that's amazing yeah another thing that I actually was using so I I actually didn't forgot to mention that in in our steroid wardrobe uh, group that I also started using um tea tree a shower gel and it's mixed with mint see this is something that I was uh, I was recommended by the doctors to try to apply mint products onto my skin so I purchased a tea tree uh, with mint it's shower gel it's fragrance free colorant free it's 100% natural as well I hope it's 100% natural <laughs> that's what it says and uh, whenever I shower with it I feel like it just also gives me a relief on my skin so maybe that's another thing that actually helped me um I'm not too sure if this is my quiet period like as everyone calls it yeah yeah it could be and I'm really scared that it is but I feel like maybe my quiet period was from June July up until December and this was my worst part and this is just the end of it um and so that would be so you started in July was it July you said 2021 for the steroid is the finished steroids or you mean steroid withdrawal yeah, like when did steroid withdrawal start for you? The exact like my, my, my proper when I realized that something was really, really wrong was only in November. November okay. 2021. Um, whereas I start I stopped taking steroids as far as I'm aware, because I still had the, the cream for my eyes uh with steroids. I think mm-hmm. last time I used that was June, July 2021. So it was like five, six month period between the actual symptoms of steroid withdrawal start kicking in, like mm-hmm. the real, real intense ones. Um, so, so, yeah. so you and I started around the same time. So I, I, same exact thing. Uh, it was like around, oh, I think it was before, yeah, before Thanksgiving of two, uh, November, 2021 is when I finally was like, oh my gosh. And I, 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 I don't know. I did have COVID at the end of November, uh, 2021. I don't remember. I I'm telling myself that December 1st, 2021 is the start date of when I was no more steroids. I'm sure that it was like maybe a week or two before that probably. Um, but I'm just going with that to like, cause it's the first of the month and I'm, you know, just so, so it's been, yeah, a few months for me too. And I definitely, I definitely um, can relate to a lot of the things you're saying. I think tea tree and peppermint oil, I have my own, um, like essential oils that I, I also use. And I noticed, I noticed that, um, I use a, there's, I haven't used very much, uh, recently, but there was, there's a CBD cream that has like peppermint essential oil in it. Um, and the peppermint has like just such cooling properties, you know, and same with tea tree is such great. It's, it's such a good product. So if you can tolerate that on your skin, I notice that when it's that burning and that really bad itch, sometimes it gives that sensation of almost like numbing a little bit, but it's not numb. It's just that peppermint gives that really cooling feeling. So it's just, it's so soothing if you can tolerate it. Um, and I love, I love that your mom got you the aloe plant. My mom got the, my, me an aloe plant as well. And, um, I remember using that actually years and years ago, you know, with bad sunburn, if you're like tanning and you're, you know, out in the sun too long, um, it just is so soothing and healing. So I know that not everybody listening to the show, is putting anything on their skin. Maybe they can't tolerate it. So you just have to really get to learn so much about your specific body and what's going on at the time and kind of play with things, test certain things out. But I, I love that you use both of those and found so much relief. And I want to talk to you about, so when you found, what I want to know is when you discovered what this TSW even is, were you like in shock about it? Cause I know for me, I was like, there's, I was like, Oh my God, there's, this is a real thing. Like this, this can happen. I was, I was so blown away because all those years you just want to trust your doctor and trust that, okay, this, this cream is going to do the trick. I'll be good to go. And then you realize, Oh my God, my skin actually got addicted to, to these drugs. Like, 
this is crazy. I know. No, I was actually very angry, you could say. Yeah. And so like even going deeper into my story. So I had also a flare-up so the thing is with myself I don't know if anyone can relate to this but for me is I was getting flare-ups whenever I moved houses this was my main cause from what I understood of my flare-ups so back in 2018 2018 2017 I moved over to Belgium uh, for my Erasmus year as a student And I remember after living in Belgium for three months, I had the exact same thing on my wrists. It was nowhere near intense, nowhere near. I had a flare up on my wrist. I went to the doctor back then um, and they gave me steroids. Okay, hear me out. I, I do not approve of steroids in no way, shape or form, but he gave me steroids and I remember they helped. Uh, he gave me, I can't remember which ones it was, but it was two different types of steroids. Um, the doctor in Belgium over there, because I also got tests on like allergy tests on and, you know, different types of allergies came out and he gave me steroids and everything went away. So I was clear on my skin for two years. And then of course, when I went to the doctor and they were like, oh, here's steroids. I was like, okay, they helped me before it should be fine. But this time it was a complete different situation. Um, so, so I, I was really shocked. Um, whenever I went back to the doctors, they gave me steroids. Um, even when I started telling them since like probably January, February, is this a steroid withdrawal? They were like, no, it's not possible. You didn't use steroids for long enough or, and no, it's been too, too long since you last used your steroid. And I was actually in the doctors a few weeks ago and I was like, yeah, so can you please tell me the difference between eczema and steroid withdrawal, you know, on the skin? And they just, they couldn't. There's a yeah. huge difference. With wow. eczema, it's different, little, it's different patches around the skin. With steroid withdrawal, it's red sleeps, first of all. Second of all, with eczema, you have the itchiness, but it's not as bone deep. Like I had eczema for my whole life and it's been never this intense. Like not Same with me. Yeah. And steroid withdrawal, you get you get the oozing, you get the burning sensation, you get the smell of your skin, you get the the shedding of the skin, you know, literally flakes. Like there was a point where every single day when I sweeped up, I had like maybe let's say like 20, 20 grams, 20 grams. Would that be correct? <laughs> of skin? Probably. Yeah, like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't too much, but like, it was like for per day, you know, and it was just like white skin all over the bed. So I had to change the bed sheets every single day. But one thing I will say that is going away from me. I took my first bath the other day and it was okay. I still haven't slept one night properly since December. Yeah, except me too. when I had COVID. <laughs> I had COVID for, for three days, like very intensely. And for the two days, I slept for full night because I was in too much pain to feel the <laughs> Well, there's one positive then that came out. No, that. I actually wanted to get COVID after that again, <laughs> just to have like a, have a full I'm night. I'm sure. But it's, it, is it for you the same? Because for me, it is. it's like, for me, it's so when I, I fall asleep, okay. And I always wake up an hour up until two hours after I fall asleep every single night. Is it the same for you? So no, I actually, um, so just like you, I have not had a proper night sleep. God, it seems like so long, but it probably since November. Um, and I have the hardest time. I get really tired around like nine, nine or 10 o'clock at night. I know from what I know is that the hours between 10 PM and 2 AM are when your body is, your body temperature is actually at the highest, highest it is. And, um, it's when your cells are regenerating and it's just, it's so important to be asleep between that, that those kind of hours. Um, I can't, I 
I, maybe it's the nervous energy. I have like major anxiety about how is this going to go tonight, but I can't, I have a hard time even falling asleep. If I, if I fall asleep, it's at the point of if, if I'm the only time I can even maybe get an hour or two or three is if I'm not having a severe itch attack. Right. But most nights, as soon as my body lays down flat, if I'm horizontal, I feel like my skin's crawling. I have that nerve, like nerve pain. I have those like zingers. Um, it's just, it's, um, it's like really unbearable. And what I, my, I'm so passionate now about like mental health and the lack of sleep really makes you feel crazy. Like, I, I mean, I really, it takes a major toll on your emotional and mental well being. Is that yeah. like, don't you agree? I mean, I can't, and, and I feel, I feel for you so bad about, um, jobs and, and there's so many people that are getting fired or have to stop working because yeah. you, when you can't sleep, you can't function, you can't focus. Like you can't, you know, you can't, you function as a normal part of society. Um, and it's just, it's so hard. And I, every time I go down the list of all the symptoms, I've had all the ones that you've had, you know, the oozing and the flaking, my flaking was, I mean, so bad at one point that I would just blink and skin would fall into my eyes. Like it was just, it was, it was so gross. (laughs) Like I, you know, and, and we're girls, right? Like we're, and you're young, you're 22, I'm 35. Like I, I just, you, you still want to feel young and sexy and pretty and, you know, like not being able to put on a pinch of makeup or not being able to just look in the mirror and be like, I love who I'm looking back at. That's who I recognize. You, you almost look at the mirror and you're like, I don't recognize who that is. Like, who is yeah. that person? Um, did, you, did you have hair loss as well? Um, on my eyebrows, but not, yeah. thank God. I mean, I have a great, uh, the one thing I will say, I have a great head of hair. I got really long, dark hair. Um, it's funny. I'm, I'm actually, my heritage is half Italian, half Irish. So my, oh, my <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my mom, is all Italian. My dad's all Irish. And it's funny when I was younger, I used to get super, super tan, like super Italian skin. And then as I got older, my dad's like, ah, you came over to my side. <laughs> You're more Irish. Cause I have like <laughs> more fair skin, but the dark, like dark hair. Well, my hair, I, I lose, I would, when I wish, when I was able to shower, I would lose, I think like the normal, a lot of women. And I just have a lot of, like, they lose a lot of hair in the shower, but not like anything abnormal. So that's kind of knock on wood. I mean, that for me, I'm, I was grateful for that. I I feel so deeply for the women that have, I mean, some of them completely went bald or shaved their heads or just lost so much hair. Did, did you have that experience? So for me currently, as we speak, I have, well, I had no eyebrows literally last month. They started growing back out now. So Mm -hmm. especially on the sides, they just, they completely fell out. And now I have a bald patch and I feel like the the hair isn't going to grow back. But the thing that actually probably made it worse, because I I never had thick eyebrows, so I didn't really like, you know, Mm -hmm. it was a huge difference. But the thing what got to me the most was because my hair and my skin was constantly flaking off on the sides of my head. Mm-hmm. my hair fell out probably like let's say four to five centimeters on both sides of my head mm-hmm. uh, because like it just couldn't grow and I kept scratching it and it kept falling out and um, so technically like my hairline went back so much <laughs> making yeah. my head look bigger making my hair <laughs> but now I can see baby hair growing back because oh, that's that great side- yeah, so I actually had like a, I have a picture on before and before and after. I can even send it to you afterwards. Yeah, after please. The call. And the hair is growing back. Like it's growing back and looks very weird. It looks like, you know, like I don't know if you ever seen like some guys have like hair on the side of their ear. Yeah. Like on the face. It kind of looks like that, but a bit higher. <laughs> so it just looks very strange because I always had like very thick hair like yourself very dark yeah. hair very healthy hair but you know when I started seeing that it's grown back I was like wow this is 
this is amazing. Same with the eyebrows. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and, eyelashes and as well. okay. So I didn't lose my eyelashes, but same thing with my eyebrows. It wasn't like the, the, the part closest to your, the bridge of your nose. Like it was more on the ends, right? Like that's where, I mean, I looked yeah. in the mirror the other day and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like, it's bald. Like there is really like barely any hair there. And I actually did have very thick, dark eyebrows. Like I always was complimented on my eyebrows and I'm looking and I'm like, I don't, where'd they go? <laughs> like, I didn't even, I didn't realize, but I did. I remember when I was uh, oozing on my face, it was the sides of my head and it was my eyebrows at one point. And when it would get crusty or like, I, I would, I would just naturally want, I'm such a picker of a person, like probably, probably got a little OCD in me at some point, but I, I would, I would get my nails and I would just try to peel. I would just try to itch it and peel it off. And I'm sure, I'm sure I probably was part of the problem of losing the hair maybe on my eyebrows. Cause I was such a perfectionist, you know, trying to pull things off and and that kind yeah. of thing. But it is, it is so, it's such a, it's such a mentally anguish. Like it's just really, really difficult. What would you say has out of all the symptoms that we all have to go through? What do you feel like is if you can pick one, I mean, what would you say the worst one of them was? Well, I think so personally that there were so many of them, like the, the burning and the cold and hot sweats. I don't remember that anymore because that period is gone for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like at that time that was the worst, like not being able to stand still without scratching or sit still. Yeah. Like, you know, you cannot do anything like even work wise. So I have been on sick leave uh, for the last probably five weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get the opportunity to kind of sleep, you know, sleep yeah. in, which is just helping me a lot. But I think so that would be the main thing, like not being able to, to cope on just being still just you know just kind of like yeah. sometimes my boyfriend he turns around to me and he's like just sit still and I'm like I can't like, can <laughs> yeah they don't understand, understand it's not possible so that's the one thing but the second main thing is mental health like that yeah like the, I t- so for me like I during COVID was put onto antidepressants mm-hmm. and as soon as I got rid of antidepressants and as soon as I like at the same period because I, I put on a lot of weight from them in the space of like three four weeks I put on 10 kg which is crazy um so at the same time as putting away antidepressants I put away my birth control pill and that's actually when my my like my symptoms on my skin started before I started taking steroids um so I was thinking like okay I got better after the tablets I moved houses I changed jobs you know I changed my environment and my mental health was better and then <laughs> this started, yeah. it was like, it was a completely different type of mental health issues. You know, it wasn't exactly as much, I would say depression. Cause I was having like panic attacks before right now. It was more like, I don't want to be alive because I yeah. can't be in my skin. You know, I can't be in my body. Like I cannot function yes. properly at all. Um, and it wasn't like, I want to, you know, kill myself because you know, I hate my life and, you know, everything is shit or, you know, it, it yeah. wasn't like that type of stuff. It was more like, I can't cope. I can't bear I, with this. I I'm the I same. Yeah. I am in the same boat. I I'm such a naturally optimistic, inspiring, peppy, happy person. Um, yeah, and this has brought me down to my knees. I mean, I was saying this the other day to just to one of my friends that I, I can't even believe that I had some of the thoughts that I've had. And it just like you, it's not like, I I'm so grateful and blessed. Like I have an amazing family. I have friends. I have a great life. So it's not just like you, I'm always filled with gratitude. And it's not that you wanted to end your life because you're severely, you know, just you're, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. Just, you said it so well. It's that, it's that I can't, I can't function. 
I don't want to be here if this is going to be the quality of my life. Like I can't, yeah. I cannot bear the, t- the thought of this lasting so much longer or lasting forever. And we, just like you said about the quiet period, like I do think there's going to be for all of us, there's, and I, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope that there's a point years and years and years down the road where we don't feel that constant fear. Cause I feel it too. I feel that like major uh, PTSD, that major anxiety, that major fear around, okay, if I have a good day, I'm, w- I'm like waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? I'm, I'm walking on eggshells. I'm like, oh my gosh, how long is this going to last? How much time do I get? And I kind of now adopted a, a new, I don't know, mindset where if I do, if I pay attention and I feel like, oh my gosh, for two hours just went by and I didn't itch. I'm just like, fill, I'm saying, thank you God for that like time. Thank you. Yeah. Knowing that like, I may not, it may not last. It probably won't, but I'm just like trying to be so grateful for the minutes, the days, the hours, whatever, that we get some kind of relief because yeah. I, I agree. It's the mental health piece is very, very tough. Um, so I can relate yeah. to you there. I'm kind of getting that as well now. Like for example, now I'm itching. <laughs> I uh, I, right. I know we're, t- I'm itching too. I'm itching my phone. Yeah. It's so terrible. But I know. that's because I just cleaned the car, but I, I have been in the last couple of weeks, I've had periods where I didn't itch for five hours, six hours. And I, I've like, when I kept myself busy, I didn't itch. When I go outside at the start, I remember like, I still take my cream with me because I, I always take a tub of cream with me every single time. And I remember when I used to go out, I used to like pull up my sleeve on my t-shirt and the skin would just flare out I'd have to cream up every like I don't know hour or two hours now I go out about my day I don't cream as much I would probably cream like three times per day now whereas mm-hmm. before I was creaming 10 times per day because my skin is adapting you know yeah and I think that's one more thing that people have been talking about because getting used to creams on your skin can be bad uh, because your skin isn't producing its own natural oils of right. course when you're going through like the, the very intense withdrawals when your skin is very 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 dry use as much cream as you can but when your skin is getting a bit better and you're realizing that your skin doesn't need as much moisture and it can kind of moisture itself like I would probably recommend kind of stepping away from it because that's what I've been trying to do I've been trying to get my skin to kind of you know yeah be not as dry if it's too dry that I you know I can't focus like focus or do anything with it I would clean but if my skin is like it's okay and I'm just kind of being able to do stuff I try not to clean just so I can have that natural natural oils you know yeah absolutely that's also an important thing so so that's interesting because you know I I am extremely dry right now and I'm I'm grateful that I'm not you know that with that red period my goodness like my boyfriend we would go out and he would we would laugh about it he'd be I would have the reverse Rudolph where my nose was you know white and my whole entire face was like bright like third degree burn looking red like bright bright red and it was so silly and then you know the second you'd try to put on maybe like a powder uh, like of makeup it would so- it would soak right into my skin and my skin would be immediately dry and flaking away so it was like i would say all right well which look do i want to have tonight do i want to look flaky and super super dry or do i want to look bright red because those are my two options um and you got it. Sometimes you just have to try to laugh about it because it's it is so sad and so like it's just terrible um but i I was, you know, we're in that group, we're in our support group, and we have so many great um, pieces of advice and words of wisdom and people sharing their experiences to the point where it can get very overwhelming also because everybody is different. Um, Everybody has different experiences going through this. We have all the similarities, but we each have different things that work for us. But, you know, the moisture withdrawal or the no moisture treatment, I I have been, again, it's part of my fear. I I used to be somebody who would like regularly moisturize after, you know, after you get out of the shower, when you shave your legs or something, I would moisturize. 
I haven't put, because I got so bright red and because my skin wasn't tolerating it in the first three months, I haven't been putting anything on and I am so desperate for moisture. Like my skin is so dry, but I am so scared. So, so in your experience, you're saying, you know, when you get past that kind of like oozing, burning red period, you have been moisturizing and you have been noticing it to be helpful. That's, that's interesting. And maybe I should, maybe I should go give it a try, give it a try. And I would probably suggest anyone that was feeling how I'm feeling to just do a little bit of a patch test and just do it on like a small, you know, area of your arm or, and just see how you tolerate it before slathering it all over head to toe. Also, so one more thing, like in relation to the makeup, as you mentioned, so uh, I'll get back to you in, in a second about the moisture, because I actually kind of want to mention something as well. But in relation to the makeup, you can get water-based makeup. Um, I think it's oil-based makeup or water-based. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. And um, the makeup, it's like the foundations or the powders, they don't stick to your skin and they don't dry out. They actually stay oily. And I like I only got mine a few weeks ago. And now when I put on foundation or anything else on my skin, even when it's flaky, it doesn't look as bad. Like it doesn't dry into my skin completely. So maybe you can try that out. Definitely. Um, Listen, after well, when we're wrapping the call up, every single thing that um, you've named, Sandra, we're going to put in the show notes. So anyone listening who wants to, you know, aloe plant, the creams, the makeup, we're going to um, definitely get me that information and we'll share that with everybody yeah. listening. So, um, and yeah. And the second thing is when I went to the hospital also a few weeks ago, the lady in the hospital said to me, she was like, one thing that you did that was very, very good. Was, she, she told me I have eczema, so I don't know if I, I trust her anyways. <laughs> but she, One thing that she said was the, the one thing that you did that was very, very good throughout this process was moisturizing because like my skin right now, like I'm telling you, like it was dry and I cannot imagine going through this process without using moisturizing and uh, moisturizers. But the thing is that people use different types of things, you know, people use E45, which has perfume in it. Surprisingly, people use a lot of different products. I use a product that is literally like, it's, it's the same kind of substance as a uh, coconut oil, but coconut oil dries in, whereas this stays, this stays wet for hours when you put it on. Well, I wouldn't say hours, but for around an hour. So if I put it on, I remember when I was putting it on before sleeping, like it was like soak into my clothes and the skin because it was just, you know, so moist. It's called emulsifying ointment. Emulsifying. Oh, emulsifying, I think. Yeah, emulsifying ointment. Yeah. So that's the one that I use. And before February, I didn't use this. And my friend started getting like a skin reaction as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it wasn't steroid withdrawal. She went to the doctors and they wanted to give her steroid as well. She was like, no. <laughs> Good. I Good. I'm through. so happy yeah. to hear that. <laughs> I know two of my friends actually went to the doctors and they offered them steroids and they were like, no, because of because of they seen what happened to me. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so they they actually both got that referred by the doctor, like that type of um, cream. And ever since I started using that my skin started getting better and I know like I like I was using like silcock base beforehand and I was using like different types of like you know uh, Vaseline or like you know just fragrance-free products everything but ever since I started using that my redness is technically gone which is so weird to look at like when I look at my hand like it's all wrinkly and still like my skin is tough but yeah I'm looking at it now but it's it's not red anymore <laughs> that's huge like my skin- my skin is not red. My face doesn't get red. I don't get, I don't get, haven't got swollen eyes in two weeks. And I used to get swollen eyes every single day. I did too. Like December till March, I think. Yeah. Day. 
I did yeah. too. I did too. It's, yeah. it's so hard. I mean, you sound like you're incredibly strong and it's, and it's great to have oh, that support system, so like your boyfriend and it, but it is one of those things. Like, that's why I, I, I enjoy these interviews and these conversations so much because you and I, like we're the ones going through it. So we can absolutely relate and comfort one another, but everybody else on the outside, unfortunately, they can see how bad we look and they can kind of imagine based on what we say, but there is nothing like this <laughs> in the world. Like I, this is truly a journey through hell. It's, it's something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. This is, this is so, and it's, and it's so frustrating that there's not enough research out there and it's not studied. It's not even recognized in the United States here. I mean, yeah. there's like one, there's like one doctor um, that is in California that, you know, rec- recognizes this and otherwise my dermatologists, my doctors, they're all like, TS, what? Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you saying? What are you trying to, you know? And, and it's frustrating because we know what we have and we just want help. We want answers and there really aren't that many out there. So I think you being on the show and, and me, you know, having bringing the show and it's just to bring awareness. And hopefully look, if, if you're, if your life was to end tomorrow and you just saved those two friends of yours from going through this hell, that's a huge blessing that you just gave to them. So I, you know, and that's, that's what I want to leave behind. I want more people to be more aware, ask more questions, really learn about their own bodies and make the best decisions for them, knowing all the risks involved, right? Because steroids, I listen, I don't know about, I'm not going to answer me yet. If I was to ask you, will you ever, (laughs) will you ever under any, even if it's 20 years from now, do you see yourself ever using a steroid again? No, not a chance. I actually want to be put on, well, they want to put me on uh, immunosuppressants right now. Mm-hmm. And even, even that, because I've heard that I help people. No, I believe that people who are healthy, people who are active, they're the ones who live the longest and they're the ones who have least health conditions. I know a lot of comes from genetics because I think I got mine from genetics, but I feel like when I'm not stressed out, I'm okay. When I don't eat sugar or salt to a a crazy amount, I'm okay. So what I want to do is change this into a lifestyle to be healthier Mm -hmm. rather than look for medication as a substitute like it's not not a chance i would ever take steroids again and i did consider it um because i was in so such an agony that yeah. i just didn't know what to do and i considered it like i think twice only which is not even a lot but then after when i considered it, i was like because um i was put on different steroids than i was put on two years ago when i was in belgium so i was like oh maybe if i take this other steroid that actually helped me i'll get better but then i was like if this is what a steroid did to me, like right. when you think about it, when people t- think about steroids that you take in the gym, they are so damaging for you. Oh uh, yeah. So why did we take things, change steroids into a thing of healing? <laughs> doctors? You're absolutely right. That's a great it point. Makes sense. Like I was thinking about it. It just makes no sense to me that if you do you kind of advertise a steroids being so bad for people who go to the gym, why would you put it on a skin that's already damaged and skin that's already going through a very tough process and an so immune right. system that's already going through a very hard time? Like people said to me in the group, they were like, you have to heal your gut. And I was thinking of seeing someone about it, but I went through stages of my life where I was able to lose loads of weight because I was going into that very healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I just did. I'm just trying my best to be healthy I can eat everything now thank thank god because oh that's so great yeah so I whenever I eat though I do sometimes get itchy but I could be also paranoia and stress of eating true fear of eating 
Um, but I eat anything now. Like at the start, I couldn't eat dairy. I couldn't eat sugar. I couldn't eat salt. Now I eat like you when I'm you fine. say you when you say you couldn't eat them, you would eat them and you would notice like immediately that you were yes. being affected. Okay. Yes. Okay. It was terrible. I remember for a period, I actually thought I was lactose intolerant or I had allergies to milk or cheese, you know, dairy products. Mm-hmm. And then I got tests done and nothing came out. And after I got my tests done, I was like, if this is not an allergy, then I'm just going to continue doing it because I know like, for example, if you're celiac, you can't have, um, you have can't, can't have gluten, but if you get rid of gluten by yourself from your diet and then you have gluten, like sometime in the future, you will automatically become celiac. So I was like, I am not reducing anything from my diet because I did that before when I was on very strict diets. And then when I started taking them stuff again, um, I just didn't feel good. So I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm going to take everything in slowly, you know, in small dosages, but I will not decline anything from my diet because it's a bad idea. I, I really, myself. yeah, I really like that. Actually, I, you're the first person that I've actually heard that from. And I always kind of wondered that, like, if you, you know, I, I don't have, I have food sensitivities, but I don't have any allergies to food. And I I tried, I thought, you know, everyone says sugar and gluten and dairy are big triggers for skin issues. So I thought, okay, let me just start going gluten-free for everything. But, and I'm, and I'm an Italian girl, right? I like pasta. I like bread. Come on. Um, but I, and so sometimes I'll do gluten-free, but I remember saying to my mom, you know, I don't, I don't think I ever want to cold Turkey, cutting it completely forever. I don't know. I don't know. And I, I didn't really feel that big, that huge of a difference. Cause there were other things I was eating like fruit or vegetables or just meat. And I'm like, it's just at some point you can drive yourself crazy trying to do all these elimination diets and adding all these things. And then, you know, it, it's just, it's overwhelming. Right. So you it can, just, yeah, yeah. It can be bad for you. Cause I remember when I tried to go vegan before, well, well oh, me too. Vegan, <laughs> and I actually got really sick because <laughs> your body's not used to it but like now for example when I bake cakes I put in like for example let's say we need 400 grams of flour I put in 200 grams of gluten-free and 200 grams of normal flour like I still that's good like for me it's like reducing gluten is more about weight and more about health rather than allergies because I, yeah. I like I like I have gluten-free products, but at the same time I eat not gluten-free products and I don't think I would like to reduce anything from my diet because like it can really backlash, you know? Uh, yeah. And that's, that's yeah. really interesting. And I think I actually agree with you. I mean, I know that there, I've had uh, dietitians and nutritionists on the show and I know that everybody, you know, every there's different opinions, different strokes for different folks. Um, I know that some people might disagree with that, but I actually feel like I agree with at least, at least that's, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I've been doing exactly what you're doing, right. Where I'll do some gluten-free, some not gluten-free, um, and just kind of playing around with it just to, and at the end of the day, you got to do what makes you, whatever makes you feel, yes, you got to take care of your health and prioritize getting your healing going, but you also have to like live your life, right. You have to live your life and you have to like do things that you enjoy. And for some people it's certain things, food and certain experiences and whatever. So you can't like completely drive yourself crazy. <laughs> can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I can't have that. I can't have that. It's just, it's, it can be too much. So you just have to be careful and not drive yourself crazy. Well, I want to wrap this up and respect your time, but I, I want to say if there's any last minute, you know, you have your whole life ahead of you. We both do. We're both young and we're lucky for that. I know that there's people that are babies going through this, which breaks my heart. And I know there's people, you know, aged like 80 and up, um, that are going through this absolute nightmare. What, words of wisdom or good pieces of advice, I guess, could you leave anyone listening to this episode right now that might give them some peace of mind or just give them some hope? 
the only thing that I can actually say is try not to stress because whenever I personally stress out, when I ever start overthinking or I get a little bit angry or get upset or frustrated, I start breaking out. So I don't know, apply some meditation type of medits. And like when I get stressed out, I try to breathe. When I stress out, I try to get my mind off it. But I always, always break out. And also time heals. Um, You know, whether it's you want to do it naturally or whether you want to do it by taking other medication, time heals. So don't give up. Um, But I also have one question for yourself. What would you recommend about sleeping? Like, Because you you say that you talked to a few people. Like, Did anyone advise anything in relation to helping with sleep? Because that's the one thing that only stays with me, you know? Everything else is pretty much gone. Like, I'm not scratching anymore as well. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So, so, okay. So, um. I'm trying to think what I, I mean, I don't recommend doing, I I was like drugging myself with Benadryl (laughs) at one point, like giving myself two or three even to fall. And in the beginning that actually did really help me, but I I've actually learned, I mean, you can actually get addicted to Benadryl as well. So I knew that that was not like a long-term solution. And, um, just, just like, you don't want to be taking pain medicine every day. I mean, you want to avoid it and use it as sparingly as possible. Um, I actually use this all natural sleep spray and it has like GABA melatonin. It's got like a couple other really good, it's all natural, like plant-based. Um, and I do like two to four squirts. It's, it's like, um, it's a spray, but it's not like a, an airy spray. It's like a, almost like olive oil consistency. So I do that in my mouth and most of the time that actually does do the trick. It it puts me, I get like that deep sleep, um, depending on how bad my flare is at that time sometimes that won't work. But in general, like for when I, before I was going through TSW, I would use that spray when I was just like, couldn't shut my brain off at night and I just didn't want to go to sleep. So that would help me then. And sometimes it helps me now. Um, the other people that I've spoken to on the show, um, they do there. Listen, there are some doctors that will give you the sleep medication. I just would just word of caution, like word, you know, be, be, be leery about it a little bit, because again, that can be addicting. And then you, just like you said about the moisturizing, you don't want your body to have to rely on something in order to be able to ever sleep or to stop itching or to, you know, so you just have to be careful with that. Um, I, when I read about that, it actually can give you dementia. So I didn't take, Oh my it. goodness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, take too much of it. So I, 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 I straight away said, no, I, I took CBD tablets, but yes. that's, that's, sometimes it helps, but then right. like I have a very small dosage, you know? So yeah. I mean, listen, I've tried, I I've tried uh, medical marijuana. I have a CBD oil that I do love. And I think that actually helps me more with the nerve issue with this than maybe sleep, but it does relax mm-hmm. you and it, and that's that I use. And I really like that. And then the other thing that I do, uh, my therapist actually taught me this. It's, I can't remember the type of breath work of breathing exercise that it is, but you, there's two different, um, breath work things that I will do. I'll do 10 in the morning and 10 at night to kind of like reset me and kind of calm my nerves and like help me with focusing on that instead of itching. Or even if I won't need it to fall asleep, one of them is called like box breathing, I think. And you almost like picture, uh, you breathe in for four, you hold for four, you breathe out for four. Um, and like, so on yeah. something like that. <laughs> I do that, but I, right. I do for like, I think like six or seven. So I yeah. in for six or seven, hold it and then breathe out. And like, you know, right. very messy. yeah, I do similar things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's got it. You got to find something that works for you, but you also have to know that like for me and for you, um, 
there are, you could try a lot of things and it's possible that none of them will really help because like you said, time is what's going to heal this. And so if you have the ability, um, what I was starting to do when there were nights, I mean, <laughs> it's most nights when I can't sleep at all because those hours are just, my body doesn't, it, it just, I can't relax. It, it will not happen. I try to honor and be, give myself grace so that if during the day, if I'm able to take naps or sleep when I actually can sleep, even if it is in the middle of the day, if you are in a position where you can do that, where you don't have to be in an office setting or you're not at work, um, and you have, you have some flexibility, which just kind of sounds like you're in between right now, um, mm-hmm. jobs and stuff. If you can give yourself that grace and that the gift of sleep, <laughs> then definitely do it whenever you can, because what I've noticed and when I have had even just a few hours of sleep, I, when I wake up and I look at my skin and I you, you know, your skin is restoring itself when you're sleeping and you know how important sleep is when I have had even a few hours and I look in the mirror, I, and it's not like in my head. I mean, I literally see that there was healing. So it's, there's little improvements. So I know how, I know how frustrating it is. And I feel, I feel for you so deeply. <laughs> yeah. But I sleep till like 2 p.m. most days. And I know that sounds ridiculous and it sounds so lazy. No. I, literally, I go to sleep at night at 12 usually. Mm-hmm. And I, I sleep till 2 p.m. And that's just because I would wake up from 3 to 5 and then I'd wake up from yeah. 7 to 9. And yeah. it's just tough even like thinking about it all. But it's it's doable. Some people it takes them five years. Some people it takes them half a year and... Yeah, yeah, we got this. We we got <laughs> this. It might it, it might it might not feel like we do, but we really do. And I, the yeah. last thing I'll say too is that I have never met. I don't think there's a stronger group of people in this entire planet than the people, the TSW warriors that were that we are now in the common group with. Because if you can get, through, I really feel. I mean, maybe you agree. If you can get through this, you can get through anything. Like I, I really said believe the exact that. same thing. And I actually want to get a tattoo saying I can overcome anything. And I've been thinking about it, but first I have to heal. Oh my gosh. I'm so, with you on that. I'm doing that yeah. too. I'm going to copy you. I, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. was thinking of getting it, in, of course, in a different language, like on my arm, but I, I really want it because I feel like, you know, the, this will make me stronger than, than anything. But I, I just wish this was more recognized uh, especially by workplaces yes. and by other people because it's like you know I remember when I was in Poland sorry I'm going to finish it off but I remember when I was in Poland and I was talking to a, to my neighbor um, and because I'm, I'm Polish originally um, and I was talking to my neighbor and she she was like yeah I had cancer you know you'll be fine and it's like she wow. she made out like she had cancer and I asked her I was like were you pain when you had cancer she's like nah just a surgery and I was like like no uh-huh. offense, like, I understand cancer is a huge thing. Huge. But he, someone, someone would literally say to you, you know what? Like I had something bigger. Like your thing doesn't really matter. Whereas, right? That's not the case. Well, you know, yeah. you hear that c word, cancer, and listen, it's a different animal. It's a different beast altogether. So. Yeah should be recognized as it is and you know it doesn't it matter if someone had a worse or had a better if you are in pain and if you're suffering you should not be compared to someone else that's right and suffering that's is suffering right. everyone goes through yeah, absolutely and you know what it will be recognized unfortunately for us <laughs> we are spearheading this right we're not we don't get having this and knowing that it was already studied for 50 60 years and they have a solution for us we're unfortunately grinning and bearing and dealing with it, um, pretty much on our own, but at least we have each other and we have the group and, um, you know, and for that, I'm grateful to meet really amazing people like yourself. So, yeah, I agree. I hope we stay in touch because it's even talking about it like this. It's nice.
I agree. We have to, we have to stick together. So thank you so much. I really hope your journey to healing just is a continued successful path forward. And, um, that's definitely stay connected. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe and leave feedback with your help. We can spread awareness together. So please share the show with anyone, you know, who may be struggling with a medical condition and using steroids to treat it. And be sure to check out the blog for helpful resources to aid you along your TSW journey at tswjourneytohealing.com.